Aegis Swarm Robots. Yasemin Oskan Aydın, a Turkish robotics engineering, also assistant professor of electrical engineering at the University of Notre Dame, has developed an encouraging study regarding for luggage swarm robots. It is a known fact that engineering uses the observation of the nature and animals in their development, such as speed trains that can reach up to 603 km per hour. When it depends engineering developing that project, their inspiration was Skakur Herring, brownish buff bird that blends completely into its surroundings. Or if you look at the helicopters carefully, you can realize that it's resemblance dragonfly beetle. Oscar Naiden also gets her inspiration from biological systems. The collective behaviors of ants, honey, bees, and birds to solve problems and their ability to overcome difficult challenges were her main source of inspiration in this project. However, creating small-scale swarms, robots that has the ability to behave collectively brings along major challenges. In her study that was published in Science Robotics, she shares with us how she was able to build a multi-legged swarm robots that can imitate is compete in the nature, do maneuvers in difficult situations and act collectively. In this study, she mentioned that she assumed that establishing a physical connection between robots could increase the ability of collective movement. Robots individually could overcome these simple tasks easily, such as carrying a small object to a certain destination, but when the given task exceeds the capacity of the individual, the robots physically connected to each other to form a larger multi-legged system and overcome the challenge that they were facing collectively. When ants collect or transport objects, if one comes up an obstacle, the group works collectively to overcome that obstacle. If there is a gap in the path, for example, they will form a bridge so the other ants can travel across. And that is the inspiration for this study, she said. Through robotics, we are able to gain a better answering of the dynamics and collective behaviors of these biological systems and explore how we might be able to use this kind of technology in the future. Using a 3D printer, Oscar Naiden built four-legged robots measuring 50 to 20 centimeters or roughly 68 inches in length. Each was equipped with a lithium polymer battery, microcontrol and three sensors. A light sensor at the front of two magnetic touch sensors at the front and back, allowing the robots to connect to one another. Four flexible legs reduced the need for additional sensors and parts and gave the robots a level of mechanical intelligence, which helped when interaction with ref or uneven training. She started her study at the beginning of 2020, also the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic due to the global outbreak that the world was facing, restriction and quarantine. After printing each robot, she did her experiments at home or with her son in the playground. Robots tested in grace, leaves, metal and acorns, plus service tests were completed or a practical board. She also constructed states using installation frame. The robots were also experimented over shade, carpeting and rectangular modern blocks were glued to particle board to serve as rough terrain. She also added that there are still improvements to make in her research. Her biggest intention is that her study will be beneficial in the future. 
Some of the benefits that she mentioned are the, to able to design of low-cost legged swarm robots that can adapt to unforeseen situations and perform real-world cooperative tasks, for instance, research and rescue operation, collective object transport, space exploration and environmental monitoring. Her research will focus on improving the control, sensing and power capabilities of the system which are essential for real-world locomotion and problem-solving. And she plans to use this system to explore the collective dynamics and insects such as ants and tamatis. Functional swarm systems, the battery technology needs to be improved, she said. We need small batteries that can provide more power, ideally lasting more than 10 hours. Using this type of system in the real world isn't sustainable. Additional limitations include the need for more sensors and more powerful motors, while keeping the size of the robots small. You need to think about how the robots will function in the real world. So you need to think about how much power is required, the size of the battery you use. Everything is limited, so you need to make decisions with every part of the machine. Panderaig Milneray The oldest known meat-eating dinosaur has been discovered hey in the everyone. UK. Hope you're all happy and healthy. This month, I have some exciting news to share with you. The oldest known meat-eating dinosaur has been discovered in the UK. It is a theropod, a group that also includes Tynosaurus rex and modern birds, but with a body that is size of a chicken, that would probably have ruled the roost about 200 million years ago. It would have been one meter long with its tail, probably. The diminutive but fearsome creature whose fossilized remains were found in a quarry in South Wales, is the oldest theropod, a group that includes T-Rex and modern birds found in the UK. The new dinosaur dates from the late Triassic period, more than 200 million years ago, and was first discovered in the Pantyphenon in southern Wales and described in a 1983 thesis. However, it has been reclassified as a new species and the oldest theropod discovered in the UK to date. The fossil was named Pandrake Mineral, Pandrake meaning chief dragon in the Middle Welsh, and mineral honoring Dr. Angela Milner, who was Natural History Museum's NHM, the putty keeper of paleontology for more than 30 years. It is believed that the Pandrake mineral lived between 200 million and 215 million years ago, during the late Triassic period. Stephen Speakman, one of the researchers at the Natural History Museum, said Pandrake mineral lived near the beginning of the evolution of the meat-eating dinosaurs. It's clear from the bones we have that it was a meat-eater, but early in the evolution of this group, these animals were quite small. In contrast to the very famous meat-eating dinosaurs like T-Rex, which evolved much later. Dr. Angela Milner died on August 13 this year and was instrumental in relocating the species as well as contributing significantly to the understanding of theropod dinosaurs from the UK.
Dr. Susanna Maitment, a senior researcher in paleobiology at the NHM, who worked with Dr. Milner, said, I told Angela that I couldn't find the specimen, and so she went away, and about three hours later she had it. She found it in a drawer with crocodile material. She must have had the specimen in her mind's eye from when she had previously looked through the drawer. This paper would not have been possible without her. Who is Dr. Angela Milner? Dr. Angela Milner was a British paleontologist who described the dinosaur Baryoniacs in 1986, alongside Alan Cherick. Milner was born as Angela Gerwin in Gosford, the daughter of Cyril and Lucia Gerwin. Her father was the country engineer for Northumberland. She attended Church High School. She initially planned to focus on microbiology for her university degree, but inspiring lectures from Alec Pension made her change paleontology. She gained a BSc in zoology at Newcastle University and stayed there in 1969 to take a PhD in paleontology, supervised by Pension, focusing on the Nectridians, a group of Paleozoic tetrapods. She continued to work on early tetrapod groups throughout her career, often in collaboration with her husband, Andrew Milner, whom she met and married in 1972, while they were still postgraduate students. Milner was first employed at the Natural History Museum in London in 1976. Her unusual career path led her to reach management as well as a scientific role, finally being promoted to assistant keeper of paleontology as well as being a senior scientist. She was head of the fossil vertebrates division in the Department of Paleontology and was the scientific leader behind the new dinosaur gallery at the museum that opened in 1992. She retired in 2009. Her primary work was early tetrapods, the subject of her doctorate. The most significant scientific work was on the description of the fossilized remains of Baryonyx walkeri, a fish-eating dinosaur. This was found in a clay pit in Surrey and was the most complete dinosaur skeleton identified in the UK to that date. It provided the key to interpretation of further dinosaur fragments discovered around the world to start a new research area in paleontology. She continued to work on meat-eating dinosaurs and the earliest birds that had descended from them for the rest of her career. In 2004, she led a study of the brain of Archaeopteryx providing evidence to suggest the species was a bird. She also studied the bird species from the Eocene period which are found in southern England. She appreciated how the new technology of CT scanning could be used to visualize the interior of fossils in detail. The Sahara Desert and from the 1980s China. The dinosaurs with Terapristosaurus milner, Reparowinator mineral, 
and Pendrake Mineral have been named after her. Sadly, Milner died on the morning of 13th August 2021 at the age of 73, following a short illness. All about space. Tardigrade's journey on the lunar surface, Lucy. Before we start on the news, we might need to go back in time. If we remember the scientific world in 2019, the tardigrades that Israel sent to the moon may first appear in our minds. The Beersheet spacecraft sent by Israel that year crashed into the moon's surface due to an unsuccessful landing, causing many dehydrated tardigrades to be found on the surface. Although the situation is called "quote unquote" unsuccessful because of the descent, it affected the scientific world and made scientists think about the possibility of it can be life somewhere outside the world for a long time. Tardigrades, which are imprisoned in a resin-covered layer, has been a topic of science for a long time since they belong to the human race and have the possibility of showing signs of life in an extraterrestrial place. So, what was the main factor in designing this vehicle? One of NASA's goal for 2024. The Artemis space program is the biggest and fundamental factor in the creation of the vehicle. According to this project, which is within the scope of the Artemis space program, NASA has stated that it wants to make a manned moon journey in 2024. The announcement that the astronaut to be selected will be a female astronaut makes this goal more special for us. For this purpose, NASA set the features of this desired vehicle. They pointed out that the vehicle size should be at a normal level and the vehicle load should be as minimal as possible. According to the company founders, NASA is aware of this project and they think they will meet with them in the future thanks to the Artemis space program. This vehicle, which is currently on display at the Patterson Automotive Museum in the USA, is waiting for the moon journey to begin one day. We, on other hand, will be watching the decision to be made by NASA in 2024 that which vehicle and how this moon journey will be. Who knows? Maybe this time we will be watching Tardigrade's journey on the lunar surface. Lucy, the first mission to the Trojan asteroids. Scusing flybys of eight asteroids, most in a completely unexplored region of space, into just 12 years is a challenge. But that's exactly what NASA's newest mission will do to explore a category of space rock called the Trojans, which cluster ahead of and behind in its orbit around the Sun. Lucy was an unusual challenge for Brain Sutter, a mission architect at Aerospace Company. Lockheed Martin, who designed the spacecraft's trajectory, since the team was looking to visit a class of object rather than a specific destination. Usually, my job is okay. We want to go to Mars, and so I know where we're going. He told Space.com. This one's different because you don't know where you want to go. There's five thousand options out there, said Brian Sutter. That, however, was only Sutter's second trial. His first problem was to figure out how to get to the Trojans in the first place, as no spacecraft has ever visited either an torch-like clump of asteroids, the L4 swarm, which orbits Jupiter 60 degrees ahead of it, and the L5 swarm, which orbits Jupiter 60 degrees behind it. 
Sutter discovered an ingenious solution known as a Trojan cycler while studying the solar system. Lucy will pass by Earth twice after, launch to ensure appropriate alignment, then travel out just past Jupiter's orbit. The ellipse's outer lobe has been meticulously engineered to align with the L4 swarm of Trojans as it travels through the same area, allowing Lucy to capture the first four flybys. Then Lucy will loop back into the inner solar system, making another pass of Earth, the first time a spacecraft will ever fly by Earth after having been in the outer solar system. While the spacecraft is closest to Earth, Jupiter is in the same part of space that Lucy flew through during its first flybys. Lucy's route will be fine-tuned as it approaches the opposite end of its path, and by the time it reaches the opposite end, it will be at nearly the same orbital distance as Jupiter, this time just as the L5 swarm that trails the giant planet sweeps across the same region of space. From above the system looking down, it's just a simple ellipse. Kevin Barry, an aerospace engineer at NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center in Maryland and flight dynamics team leader for the Lucy mission told Space.com. The ellipse just repeats every six years and everything else moves around it. In fact, the orbit is so stable that Lucy will continue looping between Jupiter's orbit and Earth, popping into the Trojan swarms and alternate passes for about a million years. The mission team has calculated, giving it the nickname Trojan Cycler. It's really an artwork, Barry stated. Since Sutter put the mission plan together, Researchers at NASA Goddard developed a system that can automatically run through essentially the same process. The tool can do what I did in a week's worth of optimization. It can do it in half an hour, Sutter said of the program. The team had the system take a crack at a Trojan asteroid mission too, just in case. At the end of the day, it was no we can find anything better than the original trajectory, he said, of that review. That's the one that we should propose. That's the best one. And so, that's the trajectory that Lucy will fly after launch. Two passes of Earth to speed up the spacecraft, then out to cycle through the Trojans. All told, the mission is planned to last 12 years, during which it will observe eight asteroids, including a wide variety of Trojans. What is hedge date? Air pollution is the most significant environmental hazard to human health, responsible for an estimated 6.5 million premature deaths annually worldwide. Targeted green infrastructure can form a cost-effective passive control system for air pollution. As one might have an idea, there is a lack of clear guidance regarding the optimal configuration and plant composition of green infrastructure for improved air quality at local scale. This study aimed to co-develop a public engagement and decision support tool to facilitate effective GI design and management for air pollution abatement. The underlying model uses user-directed input data to generate output recommendations and pollution reduction projections. This model was, com was computerized as a user-friendly tool named HedgeDate. This tool, called HedgeDate, which can be used over the internet to reduce traffic spread, allows users to identify their surroundings.
Professor Prasant Kumar, the founding president of GCARE at the University of Surrey, says that soon, when the world gets back on its feet after the epidemic, we will have to expect the crisis of air pollution and climate change. Hedgedate offers, offers easy-to-use tools that can inspire ordinary people to make a real difference in the quality of the air they breathe. And user feedback was generally positive, although potential improvements were identified. For Hedgedate to be made relevant for practitioners and decision makers, future iterations will require enhanced applicability and, functional and functionality. This work sets the foundation for the development of advanced GI design tools for reduced pollution exposure.